Hey everyone, and welcome to Secure AF, the podcast about all things cybersecurity. I'm your host, Teddy Underkoffler. Today, I am joined with co-host Donovan Farrow. What's up, superheroes? As well as two very special guests, Garrett and Wade. How's it going? How are you? Um, so today, we're going to talk just a little bit about, you know, SOC, SOC analysts, building SOCs, all sorts of different conversation pieces around a SOC. But before we get into that, Garrett, Wade, can I have you guys tell everyone a little bit about who you are? Yeah, I'm Wade Vandenberg. Um, I'm a senior IT security engineer at a local company called Paycom. Uh, we do uh, all kinds of cool stuff there, security related. Um, been there since the beginning of what we've built into a large security organization today. So happy to come share some thoughts about it. Yeah. And I'm Garrett Workin, also part of the IT security department, been an incident response engineer, uh, a lot of different roles there over the course of almost 10 years at Paycom, uh, and watched it grow into the the beast that it is as far as IT-wise. Seen around 12, 15 IT employees turn into almost 500 now, so really seeing just kind of the growth and sprawl and in uh, the creation of some of these departments like the SOC, like other IT security teams. So, um, so been a part of some of SANS training and some other things, of course. Who really cares? Just a certificate. Uh, but yeah, but so that's why we're here, and we're super glad to be here. Also, really good stuff to hang on the fridge when you pass that really expensive yeah. test. It's cool. It makes mom proud. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, if y'all want, we can go ahead and get started. I know you mentioned you guys had been there pretty much since the start of the SOC, so I'm not sure if that's where you wanted to start, but the floor is all yours. Yeah, um, so we talked about uh, like building the SOC out. Um, originally, when I joined the team, I was employee five or six in IT security. Um, and so the, Garrett was there. There was a couple other people there. But we really had uh, um, everyone does everything kind of mentality. Um, and as we grew as an organization, that became extremely overwhelming, right? Uh, one day I was working on a firewall policy, the next I was doing an incident response uh, case. So it was something that wasn't sustainable. So we turned and looked to what are our challenges and how do we accomplish that and how do we grow the team so that we can be successful moving forward. Mm -hmm. And uh, what it's turned into today is a group of almost 40 individuals in security operations. So wow. uh, we went from having a uh, nine to five and you'd get a call at 7 p.m. on your way home to you know, handle something to now we have uh, 24 by seven coverage by design and uh, kind of moved into specialized roles where, you know, people are excited about what they do and they get to do the things that are cool to them. Uh, but yeah, the most influential book, and I'll probably bring it up several times over the course of this and my entire life, but if you give a mouse a cookie, which for those that don't know, the premise of the book is if you give a mouse a cookie, well, obviously he's going to want a glass of milk and it just goes on and on and on about, cool, you, you gave me something, you proved some worth. So for us at work, being able to prove, oh, you did you know, your task at hand, you've kept us secure so far. Well, what else can you do? Um, What's well, definitely the premise that's kind of carried us to where we are today. So I was like, cool, you're answering... Uh, alerts and responding to things. Well, what about 24 by 7 for forever and every holiday and, and, and whatnot? So that turned into, sure, we'll do whatever the company needs. So it's definitely some of the premise of, of why we uh, built the SOC as well. It wasn't just out of necessity for what we think we needed, but it was a, a company missive of keep doing good by rewarding us with more responsibility. Right. And I, th mm -hmm. I think that's actually really refreshing to hear. I hear a lot of people in big corporations, you know, they do more work and it just 
They just do more work. There is yeah. no, there's nothing enticement. I think a lot of companies miss out on that is, hey, if your employee wants to do better and stronger, you should probably let them do that. You can mostly get out of their way and they'll take care of you no matter what you yeah. want. So that's, that's, that's great to hear. That's, that's good culture. So, yeah. For sure. So like I said, that that began, I mean, a quest of, of us then having the ability to plan a SOC. So it wasn't so much that we had inherited one or it just kind of spawned up and we're like, oh, my gosh, how did you get here? Right. We actually had time to say, OK, we want to start with three employees that are going to within a few months start a 24 by 7 you know, DuPont schedule or whatever we kind of decided on. What do we want that to look like? What systems do we have that make sense for that? What tasks do they want to have? And then really what culture uh, do we want to have? with that sock because we, you know, from reading from, uh, not that I've been at a lot of businesses in life, but from research and others that had been at socks and stuff, they wanted to avoid what the typical cliches that I hate of alert fatigue and other dumb things right, that right. really can be avoidable, but you, you get yourself, I think in a rut with that and, and maybe it as a whole, I can't really speak for it, but for security, for sure that you can say these buzzwords and just believe it without ever trying to think, can I do anything to course correct that? So, for us, we knew ahead of time that we wanted to avoid that by being smart with our SIM or smart with our alerts to do the tuning ahead of time to avoid the perpetual need to just keep buying new tech to, to uh, you know, the SOAR tools and stuff to respond. Well, what if we just spend the time ahead of time making the alerts as best as possible? Again, not that they're perfect, right. but really be intentional about what we're giving them to work so that they uh, have the best foot forward, the best foundation. Uh, and, and of course, things went awry. But that, at least in the building phase, was really nice that we could be a part of that, take a step back and say, well, what do we want them to do? Um, because again, cool that the company wants us to succeed, really appreciate that. But really, it was nice that the you know world was our oyster as far as, well, what all do we want them to do and cover? And we're able to kind of control that at the first best as possible. Yeah, we kind of took that and, you know, talked to some other individuals in the industry and said, well, what do you, what does your sock look like? And a lot of times what we heard was, well, they just kind of they work alerts. And right. that sounded yeah. awful. <laughs> I don't know if dream that's job. your dream, dream. but yeah. <laughs> if I'm a pull the lever and push the button kind of guy, I'm out. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. That does not interest me. And I knew that the people that we wanted to be involved in what we do in security are not those types of people. So it was how do we keep the people we want to continue to work at our organization excited about their job? And what path does that look like? And what does their day job look like? And yeah. so it was, you know, Garrett talks about how we did alert tuning and things like that. But the other side of it was, okay, their job ultimately is to look at alerts, but it's throw some excitement at them too. You can't just like, okay, click the box. Yep. That was an alert. It was a false positive or right. it was a you know true positive, whatever it was, but you got to, you know, like Garrett said, give the mouse a cookie every once in a while. You got to, you know, right. have mm -hmm. some fun in it. And we definitely strive to do that. And I think we can talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a little rough because we uh, a little bit more about like how we designed it was our sock is sort of tier one, tier two. And then we have an incident response escalation team. And then we have like a threat intelligence team, a network security team, endpoint security team, and an application security group and vulnerability management uh, outside of like our GRC group. So we kind of have specialized in different roles so that we can have SMEs, but the SOC is the heart of that. And yep. they get to be involved in most everything that we do. Do they, do they kind of follow that incident all the way up? Or? They, they okay. do. And we made sure that that awesome. was a part of it. So yeah. 
you know, if they get to a point where they're stuck or they don't know, yep. they don't just get ripped out of that picture. Yeah. They get to come along with the person that's going to help them. And they get to be a part of that incident call or that management uh, meeting that, you know, needs to be talked about. That that person gets to be along for the whole ride because I think there's a lot of value in being there and not just hearing about, about it. Like, oh, well, I gave it to Garrett and Garrett handled it. It's I learned from Garrett every time that I had to go talk to him about something or. Yeah. And that's that's actually awesome. an awesome strategy because that adds ownership. Yeah. Like, I'm going to make sure this gets done. Mm-hmm. I'm going to learn something all the way up. And I think that was something that uh, even, you know, we have our own is ownership all the way up because they mm-hmm. technicians they really just want to learn and they just really want to learn they don't want to they don't want to pass the ticket up to be honest right you know yeah. mm-hmm. and if they do there's a lot of help desk you can go work on and do that <laughs> um yeah. yep just pass it up but that doesn't you know that that's not for me even working at a help desk many years ago um when there were dinosaurs and stuff back in <laughs> it uh it is uh that was it and it was just almost like that wasn't a career and it it, yeah. it doesn't even make the team smarter or better right. and the communication it's always finger pointing and it's it could be yeah. really toxic so um hearing that that's that's great yeah no i think that's fantastic that y'all are kind of taking that initiative on trying to make sure that the team is engaged and giving them those learning opportunities to grow um you know in in that kind of aspect but a little bit dissimilar how do you find people for these roles and how do you get them engaged? Because when people, I assume, see SOC analyst, they probably assume that it's just going to be, oh, okay, like y'all said, checking alerts, clicking boxes, and just doing yeah. that day in and day out. Yeah, I'll let Garrett take that, but I want to throw out that we have an awesome internship program every year. So we have, um, last year, I think it was 10 or 12 security interns across mm-hmm. the oh, wow. uh, different teams, and they got to see... What we do and how we do it and work alongside our real employees. And so we didn't hide anything from them. And a lot of our interns turn out to want to work for us because of what we do and how we do it. They they finally get enough coffee to us that we're like, okay, you can do some work, I guess, (laughs) since you're here. uh, That's right. uh, But yeah, to answer your question, I mean, and that was part of the foundational too, is that we knew, and some of it is just kind of company uh, culture there that we we love or really encourage the straight out of college, the the young talent. We want to be able to to foster and grow them. So we knew that with the SOC that um, despite that being a typical career that has a lot of, uh, uh, you know, low, low experience expectations, but high resume, scary job application needs, you know, 10 plus years of experience, but it's a intro role. Um, So we knew that that was going to be, especially in Oklahoma. I know we're not tech capital of the world. We're going to get there, uh, but there's hard to find uh, people to work in an in-person company uh, that um, has all those, you know, pedigree uh, and um, can, can fit that bill. So we were totally fine with, with hiring kind of the straight out of uh, college aspect, uh, um, you know, have a little bit of tech background, maybe, maybe they had some desktop help and stuff. Um, but we may even pull from, um, some, some of our first analysts were actually just other it, uh, positions that had no security background. They were desktop analysts. They were tech analysts that just had a, that typical hunger, that excitement, 
that general desire to do something else. So, so yeah, as far as talent, we knew we were going to start with some, some ground floor. Um, but at least we had, we wanted to make sure that they all had kind of that general excitement of wanting to learn, uh, and, and wanting to help us, uh, encourage that culture that we were trying to build of, we don't want to just throw stuff over the fence. We don't want to just be ticket crunchers. We want to actually train and, and do more with you. So I think part of that, and he's, as we continue to still build, we're definitely not perfect by any means. Um, but want to give them the opportunity to see both the sock as a, uh, growth potential to, to move up in levels to really own that whole process. But because we want to encourage them to work alongside other groups uh, to see what instant response does, to see what network security does, we've if we have any turnover at all, really, uh, it's because we've promoted them to other roles within IT security. So um, we want them to to foster that you know excitement. If they're if they're past what they see as you know the cybersecurity hole of a sock and they want to move on to other stuff, we want to encourage that growth. And I think that's been helpful in the hiring process. Because it's like uh, they can see easily once they get there, you know, A, they're already going to see us because we sit physically located beside them. So they're not just in a room by themselves that is like, well, security is just going to give me work today. I'm going to throw it over the fence to somebody. I don't know. <laughs> right. And um, they can actually see, you know, me. They're like, Garrett, I need your help on this thing. And I'm like, yeah. I'll get there eventually. Uh, but uh, uh, but they can see that these are the teams that they could be a part of one day too. And they can, you know, the the not that we haven't had a sock for more than about, what, three, four years now or so. Um, but we already have, you know, the, the hall of legends of people that have been in a sock before. And it's like, oh, they're over there. They're they're a team lead now or they're they're the team lead of the sock. They started here. So there's a lot of growth potential there that from the onset we want to encourage. So it's not like you are here for an undisclosed amount of time. Please don't leave. Yeah. And, yeah. And, then, and it was less so that like we wanted to build it to where you had to leave to. If you want to stay there and you love what you do, that's more than awesome mm-hmm. for you to do that. But we wanted to give the opportunity. Yeah. And when we like Garrett was talking, we were talking about new hires. Uh, it was less so about what you skills you have, but what skills you were interested in mm-hmm. and what like your where's the sparkle in your eye when you want to talk about security? Because yeah. some people want to go to security because they think it's. You know, they're going to be a millionaire because they, you know, Mm -hmm. in reality, it's not really that true. But if you love your job, it's less work, right? So, yeah, no, and that's that's a good point. I always always laugh. Everyone's like, so Donovan, you know, you were getting in security because, you know, make some more money. I was like, no, I just I just wanted I just wanted to learn more. And it was like back in the day before security really existed, everyone wanted to be a network guy because they made the most money. Right. So you're always shooting for that. But. You get to a point in your career, and I think even the world's changed, is, uh, trust me, money's great until you hate your job to death, yeah. and then it doesn't matter. And, and again, I could say that from experience, um, e- even me risking everything just to start this company. I was, whatever, incident response manager for North America, blah, 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 a lot of money. It was great. I hated everything. It was awful. <laughs> yeah. it, it, was, it was awful. It was a great title. It was great money, but sure. I had no life. And I wasn't able to be creative, and and I was about to ruin the thing that I was always excited about, which was technology, which was security. And and even my background, if people don't know, I literally started at a very small um, computer repair shop in a small town called Anadarko of 7,000 people. Big city. Yeah. Yes, the yeah, big city. Big city I was time. getting I was getting paid twenty bucks to put computers together, smoking cash, man. Like, <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So I started there. So going from that to building and security, and I would even just kind of lean this, probably preaching the choir here is, um, it's it's okay to uh, come from desktop support and help desk. Honestly, it's awesome because you're gonna have way more technology and and, and know about things. I feel like a, a lot of people jump to security and they're like. 
Donovan, I want to be a pen tester. I'm like, oh, man, don't we all though? Put your hoodie up. Yeah. Put your hood up. Yeah. It, <laughs> it just, I get it. We got to get there, but I'll tell you the, the greatest security people that we have hired and you guys speak to this. I'd like to get your opinion. Um, if people that come from help desk, desktop support, um, networking, my gosh, when you get networking, you have to throw those guys into security, having that background, Man, you're talking light years. So that that's been very successful for us. How do you guys? Oh, yeah. How do you guys? I guess uh, do you guys recruit people that don't have security, like a network guy, and we'd like to bring them security? Yeah, Can absolutely. Can you kind of speak into mm-hmm. that for people maybe looking for a place to grow in security, but they're kind of maybe nervous about it? Yeah, I mean, depending on your skill set, I mean, there's always value in what you've done in the past, right? Whether if you were a locksmith before you became an IT guy, there's some value there too. Sometimes the server rack won't open, and you got to pick out, <laughs> you know, some screwdrivers. Who right? knows? But yeah. uh, you know, networking is a valuable skill. Um, that translates very handsomely into network security, right? Uh, talking about how you do routing and switching maybe isn't as valuable, but hey, I know how that feature works on this network device or that switch or whatever. And what that means from a security standpoint is invaluable because like not having that background, you're kind of looking at white papers and you've yeah. never like done it. Yeah. And yeah. so when you look at someone with that type of role, It makes sense because now you're thinking about things like firewalls and network segmentation because it's sort of what you did in the past, but you're you're changing your focus point a little bit. Desktop support is a fantastic way to get into endpoint Mm -hmm. security or system security, right? Yeah. Because I know how Exchange works. I know what the the pain points of it are. So then you take that and you go, well, what are the, you know, attackers going to hit? What's where are the keys and how do I secure those? And not having a background in those kind of sets you a little bit back, but it's not something you couldn't learn if you were straight out of college. It's just a little different pathway to get there, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And here's what will probably never get me hired anywhere else. This is what I'm divisive <laughs> on. But security, if you are just a pure security guy without some of that as a background, I know there's careers in it, and it's ironic that we're here just talking about it, but you can get pretty far by just talking about security, yeah. right? You can float job to job by just preaching to a business that you've got great plans. You can architect something to save the world. You've used all this different software. And then when actual hands-on security comes, boom, you're going to find a new job because you're going to be, they're going to find you out. I don't know how to actually do anything. I'm just going to keep talking about it. So that's that's my worry sometimes with somebody who just has a full only security background. Uh, um, and, and again, I, we're, I know we're in security, uh, so it's weird. Uh, but just so that you can just get by with just being a person who is almost a PR rep for security, right? Just yeah. like a just a journeyman for it. But it actually, when it comes push to shove to do something, to investigate an alert or something, if you are avoiding that, then it's probably because you don't maybe have that hands-on background of, oh man, this alert involves some endpoint logs. You know, I don't know anything about Windows because all I know how to do is read security blogs. But yeah. having that as a background being not afraid to be a subject matter in that. And that's what's helped us too a little bit is we've had some diversity in that. We've got some from help desk experience, from endpoint experience. So they're a little bit more clued in on maybe a you know, EDR alert or something that has to do with endpoint type stuff because they're like, oh man, I, I know Windows OS really well. I, I know the event log viewer. I can get in there and jump in there. We have some with some network uh, background. So when it comes to firewall logs or something, they can get how it pieces together. They're able to grasp how the network, uh, look at a network diagram and understand a little bit quicker. Yeah, can um, read a packet capture. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Not be afraid mm-hmm. to be like, I got to do some wire sharking. Okay, let's do this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, having an eclectic background absolutely is, is I think a preferred way to get into security just to avoid that bias that maybe I just have, but it's really easy just to, to preach about it and not practice it. Right. And I would say like the, the 
people that are usually talking the most about it that are I was like, that's my digital transformation people. Whatever yes. that means, you just yeah. digital digital transformation, yeah. mm-hmm. and then they just digital talk about it. But they don't have any hard hard skills. No. no, and that's why they even talk about a packet capture. Uh, do you know how to do it? That's really good. Yeah. Do you even know what you're looking at? That's even better yeah. than than talking about it. And I think I feel like the world is uh, well. I would say in our world, really starting to peel that back mm-hmm. when you know companies were just throwing people into like you do IT right. Uh, we need you to fix this access database, and also, can you change the firewall? Because yeah. yep. you're IT, right? <laughs> yep. And it's uh, it's I like the way it's coming. Uh, tri- uh, it's uh, come to this. Uh, oh, it's like a new because security. Even back in the day, I feel like it was just even security. Now it's like you got just named like eight positions in security. Yeah, and I like how we're Lunch. being more. Yeah, we're being so we're so much better about it. Even though we're still complaining about scanning and please uh, patch your stuff, but yeah. um, the fact that we've uh, almost made a new industry in IT outside yeah. of IT has been really interesting to see. And, and again, wrapping it back to that is, you know, you guys having interns come in. So if you're our, our intern and wanting to, to apply for these guys, you know, I'm sure go to your website, I would assume. Absolutely. Yeah. It's on our careers site. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. And so if you are really good at, like I said, a network or you good at building computers, um, you should apply. Don't, don't be afraid just cause you're not doing security. Doesn't mean you can't be taught security, or maybe you haven't had the opportunity. Absolutely, because yeah. labs or you know people even from mine they want to do pen testing. And they weren't pen testers, but they've never yeah. been given the opportunity. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and that's I think the double edged sword of it, right? We've made so many specific silos of security. It's great. There's more careers for it. But now when you say to somebody, oh, just go learn it, you know, f- find something and learn it. And if they don't have some direction, they're going to take that freedom, which is great. But just learn. I think it, it may be maybe chaotic. I may not know where to start. And I think right. you're exactly right. Like there's so many facets of it. You may want to be a specific network security engineer or SOC analyst or whatever, but pick one of those tricks, right? Because that should be the beauty of having so many options. Just pick one and dive in yeah. as opposed to be like, oh my gosh, I have to learn a little bit about everything before they'll accept me for who I am. But that's yeah. again, mm-hmm. taking, great. But taking that back to kind of how we worked on the SOC, um, you know, we took that and said, hey, we have uh, every other week, if you want to shadow a person on this team or that mm-hmm. team or whatever, go for it. They're right down. Just scoot your chair over. That's awesome. And, yeah, uh, that's great. That has turned into some people finding out they really enjoy a different type of security role. Yeah. And that has been awesome for yeah. us. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we recently just hired a person onto our network security team that was a SOC analyst because he was like, man, this – Firewall stuff is kind of neat. Legit. Uh, yeah. I mean, what's going on here? And he was asking questions, and mm-hmm. you know, we were talking about it, and he he got excited about it. You could see the twinkle in his eye. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, we've had some value in. Uh, we we've kind of been doing a internal purple team type stuff. So, uh, blue team, red team. Uh, and the sock analyst. Ah, that's why it's called purple. Yeah. Because of the colors. You add the colors together. <laughs> yeah. Now you're thinking about <laughs> there you it. Go. But uh, our sock analysts have uh, saw us do that and yeah. was like, what's going on here, guys? So we talked to him about, hey, we're going to try this attack and this is what this means. And do you remember that alert you got three weeks ago? This is how that is made or generated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is what that looks like from a, the other side of the, you know, the window, right? Yeah. And, uh, some people have found that exciting. Um, yeah. Well, that's, that's mm-hmm. been a, a good part, too, is a, a small segue in the idea of uh, 
just because we've been doing it for so long and we get people hired on and stuff that that assumption, I guess, is easy to take of, um, uh, you know, they know what to do. The SOC analyst gets trained on on just the things they're supposed to without the reasoning behind it. So we, we actually enjoy uh, the concept of kind of being able to revisit some of those just like basic stuff and let them figure it out because we've had the. I'm going to say joy of being able to wrestle with some of those kind of staple security things. We, we, we built the, you know, initial uh, port scanning alerts or brute force yeah. attempt alerts, but just to say, here's a SOC analyst. We've been doing this for four or six years. Here's the playbook. Just do it. Takes out a little bit of the fun, a little bit of the ownership, like you talked about. So having a, we, we've got some guides that are kind of like half walk through threat hunt guides on how you would make your own brute force notable or yeah. your own mm-hmm. uh, uh, kind of search uh, for that kind of stuff. So they actually can have some of that ownership of like, oh, well, if I had, if if none of this was made for me, this is where I would start on making that kind of thing so that we don't just assume that you guys got it. You'll, you know, no, no big deal. You'll figure it out, but actually give them, Hey, this is how we had to learn it as well so that they have that opportunity. Uh, yeah. Too. No, that's well said. Cause I do, uh, that's a good point. Cause when you do get into a corporation, um, sometimes they kind of just throw you in the middle, but mm-hmm. we don't know how we got there. Yeah. And it can be a little confusing when you need some, some intelligence to get to where you're investigating. Mm-hmm. And the purple thing, purple team thing is great we do some of those for clients is if you're a sock person or sometimes if it's not flashing red at you you know you're not gonna know i tell you all the time they're like hey man you know we have this devices everything's running fine we haven't been hacked i'm like well if you were would you know and they're like i I don't know actually it tells me on the screen that we're hacked i think i know that we are yes and and a a lot of the big hacks that, that come from and you guys know this probably firsthand is it's usually some some zero day that doesn't quite have a signature yet mm-hmm. and it's the anomaly yep. that's mm-hmm. i always tell my team anomalies first yeah. uh the the uh, the signature second yeah. um look for weird traffic look for something strange that shouldn't be happening um that's i think I, that's a great exercise i'm glad to hear you guys do that yeah. um i'm gonna switch it a little bit here so what are the pain points? What was the mm-hmm. hardest part? Because I think everyone's like, okay, this is good. It sounds successful. Yeah. How hard was it to get there? Because I'm, yeah. I'm aware of, uh, not to your degree, man, that's a that's a tall mountain to climb. Yeah. So mm-hmm. give us the list. The, the first one, oh, I was a eight to five guy and they're like this 24 seven thing. And I was like, oh no, 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 no. This is going <laughs> to be a nightmare. How do we, what do we do? Uh, that was a, the first struggle we had to figure out how to do that and how to make it fair, right? Yeah. So everyone takes shifts, but how do you make that fair? Because people got lives, and it was a complete shift of how we were doing things in the past or not doing them at all, right? Yeah. Uh, that was tough. And then, uh, so so how did you make that fair? Mm. Great question. Uh, mm-hmm. There's that fancy that I mentioned before that Dupont schedule that uh, many much more people smarter than than I am came up with as far as a rotation of a of a standard 12 hour shift. You got a day and a night shift that ultimately ends up with uh, basically the fourth week you kind of have completely off. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe a little bit of modification on that, but but using that as an advertisement piece, especially for those straight out of college who are probably still sucking down energy drinks and playing World of Warcraft <laughs> right. DLCs. They're like, dude, I can spend a whole week not at work. And don't have to take vacation. And don't have to take vacation time off. Yeah. Done. So that, awesome. that was helpful. Um, but I think some of it, too, is that culture. They, they it, just kind of came up along their own. As does form. that still exist today? It does. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 
Awesome. Yeah, yeah it still exists today. But yeah, we're working together. There, there's we have enough people now. They're never alone. So even on a night shift, they've always got at least you know one or two other people uh, with them. So I'll, two, a group of two or three. Um, but being able to just play off that culture of we're here. Um, there's not a lot of other people in the building, kind of thing. Let's yeah. let's hang out while we do work, and then also giving them some tasks ahead of time. So that was a pain point at first. Was the standard uh, 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 business leadership of okay, cool, you've got people at night, you're in bed. Are they working? Uh, so right, that was is, that was my next question. It's a great thing. Yeah, it was like so, who, who's who's yeah. the guy falling asleep? And the other guy's picking his nose. You exactly. know, like what's happening? Do <laughs> yeah. we really want to? Yeah, mm-hmm. so get a video camera. For but, sure, yeah. I've had some yeah swaths of that, and have had to learn just like anybody else have. But um, but once again, it's, it's it's being intentional about it, assuming that metrics aren't the ultimate fix because they can be gamified and people can figure out how to play cheat the game just like right. anything else. Um, but but keeping them back to you know it's, it's the that's the passion part. It's the interest. If they have some projects to do or feel intertwined with the overall security goals, then they're going to spend their night times, which probably don't have as many alerts and stuff, phishing emails to look at because right. nobody's awake. But they can spend that time not just blind training, but like, hey, we need you to look at you know this particular alert that we made. It's going to be really noisy. Can you help us sift through some of the noise since you've got some time at night? And then us waking up in the morning being like, cool, they, they wrote us out like, you know, one of our kind of like test or like intermediate alerts. It's not quite production, yeah. uh, but like give us some feedback from your guys' vantage point. So that get, keeps them interested, keeps them engaged, gives them something to do, um, gets it a little bit off of just the ticket crunching mentality <laughs> and that they're providing, you know, some support. So definitely the scheduling was the first like, ooh, who's going to do this? Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. What, what would be, so once that kind of got uh, kind of stable, what what would you say, I guess, the challenge after that or even challenges you face today from that? Yeah, I'd, I'd say really just kind of probably the challenges from the growth become, I think, that uh, concept of uh, uh, telephone, the telephone game, the gossip mm. game where yeah. one as as because Wade mentioned our, our kind of our organization structure, instant response is be kind of the uh, detection engineering. So they kind of, you know for lack of better term, bestow work, dump work upon the SOC. So uh, uh, so we were the first ones that kind of taught the SOC what to do. And once they got, got, kind of got going, they taught the next uh, uh, people in the SOC. They taught the next people in the SOC. Yeah. So it became this whole like uh, there was something missing in translation from the overall goal of uh, treating this as a cybersecurity role. Uh-huh. And it quickly kind of turned into a just do the tickets. Here's the playbooks. And when you you know get to the step six that says escalate, hit escalate. So mm-hmm. that whole good intentions, we had good foundation, but it just naturally over the course of time, uh, because we didn't you know babysit it well enough or no, it became this whole like it is a ticket crunching job. So even though we wanted to avoid alert fatigue at the right. first, it became really process fatigue, I guess, because yeah. the job mentality was I'm a ticket cruncher. Uh, versus I see this as a cybersecurity, you know, hole or, or mm-hmm. career. So that I think is a, a, a bigger systemic problem of just uh, starting up something big, getting it, the ball rolling and then pushing it and forgetting to go with it. Yeah. And and then that uh, when we found that to be the case, I think this was probably like nine months into us doing this. It was like, OK, stop what we're doing. Let's revisit. Let's have like training days. Let's talk about mm-hmm. why we're doing what we're doing, what this yeah even means mm-hmm. and w- what value we're providing the business because a lot of times security kind of gets in their their little rabbit hole and they go down and they're like oh yeah looking at this vulnerability or whatever but yeah. you don't see the big picture of what value you're providing your organization yeah. and when you step back and you're like i'm helping my company succeed by you no know, security events you know i'm we haven't been ransomware. Those are always in the news these days. And yeah. This is how I'm making my business successful or being an employee to help my business be successful is 
you you gotta have that connection i think or it, it means nothing so yeah right on yeah, add that like branding, that communication, that yeah. like this is what we're doing, why yeah. we're doing it, part of why the big we're picture. doing yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. And that definitely yes, I would say ownership all the way up, um, because I think NIT, um, again, I, I would say this is probably an older mindset, but it has changed a lot. It's almost like as opposed to being an expense. Mm-hmm. Like we're a cost to a company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually adding value and seeing management like acknowledge that and say, yeah, that's great, man. Because we didn't get ransomware. We didn't lose $10 million an hour. It's been great. Thank yeah. you guys for, mm-hmm. you know, protecting us. And then that's, that's another thing is, you know, having management in your team uh, give you, give, I guess I would classify you guys actual like security engineers, let them build what they want to do because they're going to know the culture and the people people yeah. better than you. Not that b- smart business people can make great businesses, but let the people who love it build it. And I think that's kind of what that's kind of what I've been hearing for them. That's super exciting to hear. Yeah, no, I think mm-hmm. that that sums it up because again, that takes it from the idea of of uh, not just a ticket cruncher or not just specific. Uh, individual column of security that you're doing, but it just becomes you as a cybersecurity person. Like you are just interested in it as a whole and you want it all to be better for the greater good. Cause you're right. I mean, we, we don't provide a dollar value. I'm not in sales. I'm not making money. And they only think about us when somebody else, hopefully a competitor, hopefully not is in the <laughs> right. news for yeah. something. And it's like, Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm kind of glad we have these people and pay them money. So unfortunately that's the only way to sometimes judge value for higher up. And I know depending upon the organization uh, that, that may be some of it. If you don't have, have that foundation that we've luckily uh, been uh, entertained to uh, or enchanted to is that you kind of have to do a little bit of that, you know, they hate it on speaking work of, of being that researcher to say, hey, look, if we don't have a program that is a 24 by 7 sock or we don't have things like that, then this is this could be us. You know, here's the news article. This could yeah. be us. So mm-hmm. It's our best marketing is the news, by the way, for it cybersecurity. Yes. <laughs> Every day, ransomware. Yeah. Just push that out. So. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's always been like for me, cybersecurity has always struck me as one of those places where like if it's working, you don't hear about it. Exactly. You only hear about it when something breaks. Yes, absolutely. Right. Uh, We have taken the stance of making sure that what we're doing and what the cool stuff we're doing becomes known to the organization. So internally, we kind of do we call them town halls and things like that. So we champion, hey, uh, Susie did this really cool thing or found this really cool you know, uh, vulnerability or whatever it may, may be. And this is what we did and this is how we did it. And kind of champion, like, look at this awesome work we did and how we did it. And I think that kind of helps shed some light on it where obviously we don't do that externally, but within the business we're, we're like sharing, Hey, look at all this cool stuff we're doing and how we're able to provide value versus like, Oh yeah, we're, Keeping the lights on, right. yeah, so <laughs> not in the news. Yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it provides. Yeah, it provides excitement for for um, you know us as the team because we got mentioned outside of our little tiny room. Yeah. Uh, but it also provides yeah. you know for for the company as well, being like, oh, yeah. cool. And then that's once again kind of that 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 cir- circular uh, uh, hiring pool of like, oh man, security did something cool. I'm over here in desktops or systems or whatever. That sounds pretty cool. Let's let's do they have any job openings kind of thing? Because yeah, we're all for um, I'm pretty blessed to have that culture of like, yeah, if you you've been the company for a bit and you see another, you know, internal opening, we open those up before we open them externally. Absolutely. You know, if you got the chance interview for that, for that position, you're not just stuck in one place. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess, uh, we'll step in front of you here, Teddy. Sorry. Go for um, it. <laughs> uh, kind of at the end, um, on a last wrap up, uh, anything else that we may have missed, um, that you guys want to talk about? I know we did cover if we did, that's fine. 
or kind of last words, uh, even advice to cybersecurity engineers for our audience, uh, any of that would be great. Yeah. Just, okay. a, just a couple things. Just make sure what you do, uh, you're not digging yourself in a rut. Make it fun and make your coworkers have fun. Don't make them have fun, but in, encourage them to have yeah. fun doing mm-hmm. whatever it is they're doing. So whether that's taking an hour out of your week to do a little bit of purple team or red team or something you don't do in your, you know, normal day-to-day tasks, make it fun. Try something new every once in a while. And that's what keeps the excitement going. And I think that's 100% why we've been successful, what we've been able to do. Yeah, I, I think to piggyback off that, I think that's exactly right to, to try. Because, again, IT, as we kind of talked about earlier, security, it's a huge swath of space, a lot to be uh, enticed to, a lot to entertain. And if you get stuck in a, a certain rut, then you miss out on some stuff, not just excitement level, but just value you can bring to a company, to yourself, to your to your buddies. So I think that bringing it back to the SOC, that's that's kind of the deal, right? We've kind of put them, um, at least th- that I've known, we put them in a box that's underneath every other security role. They're the intro job. Um, if anybody had worked in the SOC previously and they've you know elevated to another role, they always talk about it almost in a not demeaning but like a lesser than role. Oh, my days in the SOC, man! I got right. out of them. Mm-hmm. All this good stuff. But I think that uh, so we've built that culture ourselves. I think as security analysts, you know, uh, overall global, that this is a lesser role. It's intro. You just need to get out of it. Just put your time in. But it's it's could definitely still be just alongside every other of those roles that you mentioned: endpoint security, risk and compliance, it, it's still equal and, and necessary yeah. uh, if you view it as such. So I think getting out of that, breaking those those silos, treating it <laughs> treating it as an equal, uh, would really see you know, and, and it will empower a SOC see them grow if they see themselves as as value producing members and not just a ticket crunching organization where they have to work nights and vampire shifts and they just need to <laughs> please just promote me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Well said. Yeah, no, that's all I had. Um, So thank you guys so much for being on the episode. I appreciate you stopping by and giving us your time. Thank you guys. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for inviting us. Yeah. Cool. Want more Security App? Find us on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. Episodes come out every other Thursday. And if you're interested in viewing the video, you can find it on our YouTube as well as secureafpodcast.com. 